0: Welcome to the Financial Insight Podcast, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast covering everything you need to know in the financial services industry. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Wherever appropriate, independent research, and wherever necessary, legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. The value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested. The Financial Insight Podcast is for investment professionals only. Thank you. Hello, today we're going to be talking to Paul Fidel. He is Senior Business Development Manager at Pru. We're going to be talking about Pru's Smooth Investment Fund and why it's good at mitigating the emotional roller coaster for investors. Paul, would you mind starting things off by telling us what exactly a Smooth Investment Fund is?
1: Cool. It's a good question. Um, A smooth fund is essentially um, a multi-asset fund. Um, At its heart, that's what it is. It's exactly the same as pretty much most multi-asset funds, investing in a diverse range of assets um, across the world. The difference with smoothing is it's a mechanism that's put on top of that to try and um, dampen down the short-term volatility uh, and the effect of that, which is an effect that generally makes investors feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, But the key is that you know, you can't take a poor uh, multi-asset fund, slap smoothing around it and turn it into something that it isn't, you know, turn it into something great. That doesn't work. You need a good underlying multi-asset fund and then you put smoothing around it as an additional feature.
0: Excellent. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what this Smooth investment means in a little bit more detail.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, in the case of Fund, uh, which is obviously our smooth vehicle, um, what we have, as I say, is at its heart is a multi asset fund, a hugely uh, diverse uh, fund, which is actually part of our big 140 billion with profit fund. Um, and that will generate returns. And normally those returns would go up like any other fund on a sort of daily basis. Uh, you'd see a bit of variance in them up and down. That's the volatility. What the smoothing mechanism does is it puts some. Uh, boundaries, if you like, around that, put some parameters on it. So it starts by setting um, an expectation of the growth that we're going to achieve over the medium to long term. That's what we call the expected growth rate. And that will be based on the underlying fund and our views as to what those sort of assets that we're investing in can return. Um, And around that, we'll put a smoothing corridor, which in our case would typically be plus or minus 5%. And then periodically, we will check Um, to see that the performance driven by that expected growth rate uh, is still within those parameters, that plus or minus 5%. That's a smoothing corridor, if you like. Um, And we have various points in the calendar, which uh, depends on the version you're looking at. Could be quarterly, could be monthly, um, and we'll check. Um, And so we'll check to see what's going on under the surface. Is the actual fund performance within that plus or minus 5%? And assuming it is, nothing will change. And so essentially, from an investor's perspective, they'll just see their investment ticking up every day by essentially one 365th of that expected growth rate. If on those checkpoints, it's outside of the corridor, then an adjustment can be made. And that adjustment might be positive or it might be negative. And those are what we call unit price adjustments. Um, and anybody looking at a performance chart would see you'll, you'll get what looks like a straight line and then you'll get these periods where there's a movement in it, um, and that will be a unit price adjustment. And that's reflecting sort of bringing the two things back into, into parity with each other. And that's, that's essentially how smoothing works. I mean, the overall idea of it is that ultimately at the end of the day, you know, in our medium to long-term investment, and we're probably thinking here in terms of 10 to 15 years, um, the smooth version of the fund should deliver the similar performance of the unsmooth version of the fund. You know, it it can't improve things. It's not a magic wand that you wave and it can suddenly add some extra value. So the overall returns are driven by that unsmooth fund and so will be very similar. But in the short term, what it will take away is that impact of volatility. And when an investor is looking at something and they bought it and, you know, it's gone down in value by a couple of percent and they're thinking, you know, is this the worst decision I've ever made in my life? That's what this takes away. So it's a sort of peace of mind thing. It takes away, it takes away that that short term market volatility and its impact on people's uh, people's psyche, if you like. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing. I mean, the, the, effectively, I, I look at it in terms of there's three types of risk that people need to think about. One is um, so you, you've got a set of objectives. You know, whatever it is in terms of investment, if it's pensions, or ISAs, or whatever it might be. You, you've got some future point in mind. You know, you're saving towards an event or you know retirement mm. or whatever it may be. So there's the amount of risk that you need to take to get from where you are today to where you want to be in the future. So that's that's one thing. And that will determine what sort of investments are going to be appropriate for you to deliver that sort of return. Secondly, you've got the amount of risk that you can afford to take, which is what's known as your sort of capacity for loss. So, you know, if if markets fell 20 percent, you know, would you be wiped out? Would you would you need to completely sort of, you know, uh, liquidate all your investments and so on and so forth? Um, And everybody will have a different figure. And then there's a third one, which is the amount of risk that you're comfortable taking. Now, in an ideal world, all those three things are in balance. You know, the amount of risk you need to take, um, you know, coincides with the uh, or matches off against the amount of risk that you can afford to take and the amount of risk you're comfortable taking. In practice, you'll find a lot of people are in situations where the amount of risk they need to take is X and the amount of risk they're comfortable taking is Y. And there's a disconnect. And and then you've got a problem because something's got to move and a, and a financial advisor or, you know, the individual will have to think, right, do I change my objectives? Do I take on board more risk than I'm comfortable with? You know, all those sort of questions come into it. And what smoothing sort of does is it is it drives right to the heart of that question. It says, OK, well, here's an underlying fund which we think can deliver this sort of rate of return and the expected growth rates quite useful in terms of, You know, that forward looking cash flow modelling type thing, you know, where you can see that the expected growth rate, I can work that forward and see what sort of value I might be looking at in 10 years time or however long. And then the smoothing drives right at that fundamental issue of, "Mm, yeah, actually, I don't feel very comfortable about that level of risk. I don't like that sort of up and down movement of markets. Um, You know, that smoothing gives me a sleep at night um, situation, if you like. I know that it's going to tick away, except when markets sort of go more extreme. So for me, it, it, it tries to deal with that problem of how do I take risk when I don't feel that comfortable about taking it.
0: So it's cutting out that emotional roller coaster that you can you can get with any investment.
1: And what smoothing does is it takes away that a lot of that fear. You know, it doesn't cut it out completely because obviously there, there will be situations where the smoothing means that you have to adjust the price both up and down. But it takes away a lot of it. So it flattens that curve. Um, you know, so you don't get that sort of worry that am I buying this at the completely the wrong point in time. Um, mm. And that's also that works very well when you're taking money out of an investment. So if you're using an investment for income purposes, for example. The last thing you want is, you know, to be buying at the wrong point on that emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, selling out and uh, disinvesting from your um, your pot when markets are depressed, you know, is always going to create problems. So this is the so-called sequence of return risk. You know, if you can find something that flattens that curve, then it inevitably will work slightly better in a in a, a disinvestment, a withdrawal type scenario. So we often see Prue Fund, you know, and in its various uh, versions being used in those sort of situations, both for accumulation, but also for decumulation, as it's
0: called. Maybe I could ask a very cynical question, which is, um, um, is this a, is this just a, a, an expensive extra step, you know, advisors are taking for their customers or uh, your customers taking directly? And um, uh, perhaps what, what, what was the motivation for Prue in uh, offering this product? It's. I mean, the the, the key thing for Profund um
1: is essentially it's it's leveraging off a skill set that we have developed over decades in our with profit fund. Um, with profits, the whole idea of with profits is effectively a sharing of risk. So you have a multi asset fund, but the way in which the returns are paid to investors and policyholders is on a sort of a a, a smooth basis. Then that's done by bonus rates and so on and so forth. Um, what we did with Proofund, and it's 17 years old now i mean when it was first um, designed it was to try and come up with a, a new modern version And that sounds a bit daft saying it's 17 years after the event but you know at the time a new modern version of with profits that that took away left all the good bits but took away some of the sort of arguments about lack of transparency because you know it's difficult to work out how the bonus rates of a traditional with profit equate to the returns that are actually being generated and pfund cuts through a lot of that. It's it's transparent. It's formulaic. It gives you the conditions under which the returns will be paid and and, and tells you what those returns are going to be through the expected growth rate. Um, so initially that was the, the motivation, I think, you know, I was certainly, I came to Peru just after it was launched and and that seemed to be the, the, the motivation at the time. Since then, um, I think we've realized that actually this does have a role. Now I'm not suggesting for one minute, some sort of universal panacea. This isn't the answer to everybody's investment problems. It's not, there is a cost involved in the smoothing. Um, and that will be, if you want something that is going to, you know, slavishly follow the markets and and give you those superior returns you can get from you know being invested in the us for the last two years for example then this isn't going to do it for you because it's it's got that predictability built into it so if you if you're comfortable taking that very extreme ride and taking on board all that risk then then pull your boots you know absolutely this is not the product for you and there is a better product out there but for that big sort of middle ground, those people that need to take investment risk to achieve their objectives, but feel a little bit uncomfortable about that, want a smoother journey, then this seems to, you know, fulfil a need for them. Um, and, you know, we've been delighted with the success of it over the 17 years. Surprised by, I guess, in a little way that it's been so successful and so um, so much part of advisors sort of um, armoury, if you like, in terms of things that they can use. Um, and I think the, the the biggest testament to it, fundamentally, this thing hasn't changed much. You know, we've we've modernised it along the way. We've made a few sort of little tweaks in terms of the smoothie mechanism. But fundamentally, it is the exact same vehicle that was designed 17 years ago. Uh, and I can't think of another situation in the investment world where something has stayed pretty much the same. such a long period of time and that's testament to the fact that fundamentally it's doing a job for people and it's doing a good job for people and they're happy with it and they're continuing to buy it and use it
0: yeah really interesting now perhaps i could just throw it to you is there anything else that um any message you'd like to get across to advisors whilst we we have you here
1: I think the main the main message I would get over is to, is just to remind ourselves that this is based on a medium to long term concept. You know, one of the one of the challenges I think in the entire investment industry is that we tend to focus very much on the short term and judge things on you know one, two, three month window. Um, and you know, COVID is is a particular example of that. You know, the impact in March 2020 was so you know quick, and and the judgment that was being made on funds that are set up for a long-term investment story um, and it's been judged on a three-month window uh, you know for me that's the, the biggest message that you know you've got to in a way keep the face with this sometimes um, and other long-term funds you know don't panic go back to the basics is it doing what it's supposed to is the formula still uh, appropriate is it you know still delivering and the long-term argument is yes it is um and we can see that now you know two years after covid almost looking back we can see that actually it provide it, it did pretty well and it survived pretty well during that period so yeah don't don't judge things that are long-term on a short-term time frame
0: and i think that's uh, great investment advice anyway so paul thank you so much for coming on